Welcome to a special edition of What's Next, Cornet Global's podcast that puts members on the mic for thought-provoking, profession-shaping conversations and commentary. In this episode, recorded during our 2019 Global Summit in Hong Kong, Sonali Tare, our Director of Knowledge and Research, interviews Adeline Liu, the Global Account Manager at Interface, about the role embodied carbon takes in global warming and sustainability. Hello, uh, today we have Adeline Liu with us. She's the Global Account Manager at Interface, looking after the Asia-Pacific region. She's also the Young Leader Chairperson of the Singapore chapter. Uh, we're so excited to have you here to, today, Adeline. Uh, what are we going to be talking about? Hello, hi, Sonali. Thank you so much for having me. It's really great to be here. I'm here today to talk about the role embodied carbon plays in global warming and sustainability. My interest in sustainability began while I was diving in Bali. In the midst of enjoying the beautiful marine life, I suddenly saw a lot of man-made rubbish, many plastic bags and discarded fishing nets. This made me realize that there must be a better way. You know a better way of doing things? That's why I believe in working for companies with a cause. So about fishing nets, I've actually seen a program that takes discarded fishing nets and transform them into beautiful carpets. Um, in my industry, we know that buildings contribute up to 40% of world's greenhouse gas emissions, or GHG emissions. The embodied carbon from the buildings is immense, which is why we must have more con conversations about addressing this issue. That's great that you're so passionate about this, um, Adeline. So can you tell us a little bit more about what's embodied carbon? Okay, so um, that's a very good, great question. Most people in the industry actually don't have a clear idea what embodied carbon is. It's a pretty, pretty new concept right now. Um, embodied carbon is the amount of GHG gases emitted during a project's non-operational phase. So when we manufacture products from a building or for a building, that's part of the non-operational phase. Uh, when we transport these materials, that's also part of it too. So things like maintenance, disposal, and deconstruction are also key elements of non-operational phase. So I'm not sure whether you know this statistic, but according to Architecture 2030, did you know that embodied carbon will be responsible for almost half of total new construction emissions between now and 2050? Wow, no, I did not know that. And I mean, it's one of those things that, you know, the more of us that are aware, the more we can do to counteract some of these, um, you know, impacts. So um, what is the general understanding of embodied carbon um, and why is it so essential in the industry? So um, basically, a building's whole life carbon footprint contains both the embodied carbon and the carbon associated with operation. Examples of operations include heating, cooling, and providing water, just to name a few. Understanding the relationships between embodied carbon and operational carbon is important for optimum carbon reduction. Um, unlike operational carbon emissions, which can be reduced over time through efficient energy and renovation and renewable energy, embodied carbon emissions are locked in place as soon as the building is built. We must control embodied carbon now if we hope to phase out fossil fuel emissions by 2050. I'm sure by now you can see the importance and urgency of understanding more about embodied carbon today. That's really, really interesting. Um, would you say that there are many companies that are reducing their embodied carbon or carbon footprints today? 
Mm, yes, actually, that's that. As a matter of fact, I do see a lot of companies do that. Um, I've had the privilege of seeing firsthand that achieving carbon neutral products or operations is not only a possibility, but a reality. Major sporting events such as the World Cup soccer, which I'm sure all of us are aware of, are going carbon neutral, as are many of their athletes. Um, major conferences such as the United Nations um, World Climate Research Program and conventions have also offset their carbon emissions. Businesses like HSBC, Google and Nike have committed to making their entire operations carbon neutral. Other companies are offering carbon neutral products or services such as carpeting, coffee and deliveries. So this is an interesting point. Even rock bands like the Rolling Stones and Coldplay, which I'm sure a lot of our listeners know who they are, have offset their emissions associated with their concerts and albums. But unfortunately, sadly, in my industry, most manufacturers purchase carbon offsets to negate their carbon emissions. While their manufacturing processes continue to emit greenhouse gases, a carbon offset is a reduction of carbon dioxide or other GHG emissions to compensate for emissions made elsewhere. Um, that's just for those people who don't know what carbon offsets are. I'm just adding it in. So um, some examples include energy efficiency projects, renewable energy projects such as wind power or solar power and reforestation. So after all that's being said, I've seen products that are going against the trend of simply purchasing carbon offsets. So how do you do that, right? It's by harnessing more efficient and effective ways of manufacturing supply chain and logistics management. We can really reduce our carbon footprint through those, those ways I've just mentioned. I, I've actually seen a reduction of up to 60% in terms of carbon footprint within my industry, uh, although this can be challenging to achieve elsewhere. Really good news. I mean, not just the fact that there are so many, um, le you know, companies and organizations and music bands that are invested in making these changes, but also that you've actually seen these changes happen. So that's that's great news. Um, which direction do you think we should be moving from here? Hmm, that's a very good question. Um, my personal take is that we really should be doing more to achieve supply chain efficiency to reduce greenhouse gas emissions and challenge ourselves to create products that aren't just carbon neutral but carbon negative one step further carbon negative or, carb or climate positive so when we say climate positive a lot of people are like what is that right so what that refers to is an activity that goes beyond achieving zero carbon emissions in fact it creates an environmentally uh, sorry it creates an environmental benefit by removing additional carbon dioxide from the atmosphere. Just like how trees absorb carbon dioxide during the day through the process of photosynthesis. So there's actually a lot to learn from Mother Nature around us. I know that's definitely imperative in my industry. It's time to stop creating buildings that simply contribute a smaller problem, but focus on how we can create buildings that are part of the solution. Reversing global warming through manufacturing specifications can really become a reality. In fact, I really think it really is right now. Yeah, That is some really, really interesting information, Adeline. Thank you so much. I mean, I really like the point that you made in, at, at the end where you're saying that it's not just about um, creating a smaller problem, but instead getting rid of the whole issue. So I think that's an important point for us to remember. Um, but um, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate so much your time and uh, you sharing your insights. And um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Sonali. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> this concludes this episode of What's Next. 
want to record a podcast of your own? Have an idea or point of view you'd like to share? Visit cornetglobal.org to learn more.